0: Hello and welcome to Off the Shelf with Phil and Dave. This is Phil speaking with me, as always, is Dave. And this week, we've got coming off of my shelf, 1997's The Myth of Fingerprints, uh, written and directed by Bart Freudlich, uh, starring Julianne Moore and one of my favorite actors, uh, Roy Scheider. And uh, Dave, I, I, I'm sure I don't even have to ask you the question, but have you ever seen this movie before? And uh, uh, if not, or if so, just uh, tell me about your experiences uh, with the movie this week. Uh, what are your thoughts, oh. hopes, dreams, aspirations? Well. And, uh, most of all, first of all, how are you doing?
1: <laughs> I'm doing I'm wonderful, Philip. <laughs> Thanks for finally asking. Uh, I, I, I trust you are t- well as well um if not well we'll deal with it we'll work it out uh we'll have a good talk uh, our relationship's a little dysfunctional but we'll uh, we'll work through it <laughs> um my experience with this movie is the same as 99.9 percent of the world's population non-existent uh um i've never heard of it of course uh, obviously i'm familiar with a few of the actors that are in the movie surprisingly I think I realized why this movie was only streaming on CTV and not on any major platform. <laughs> and uh, CTV was even nice enough to add commercials as a way of letting you escape from, <laughs> from the movie. <laughs> uh, but I, I, I pushed through it, Phil. For I got two uh, complete watches in the movie. Of, of the movie, not in the movie. If I had been in the movie, it might have been a bit better. But... <laughs> Having said all that, it wasn't a bad movie, okay? I'm not going to go on record to say it was a bad movie, okay? Okay. want to be clear. I'll make there. sure I'll adjust, I'll adjust the record. I'll adjust the record. <laughs> <laughs> uh, am I better for watching it? Probably not. But I think it's worthy of a conversation, which is why you and I are here this fine Tuesday, I believe, or whatever day it may be. So I am very curious to why this, and maybe you can explain the title of the movie as well, because there's a lot of things this. You're going to have to fill in some, some gaps for me. Uh, but why uh, <laughs> why this selection this week, uh, other than just your pure love uh, for, uh, for Schreider? Is it Schreider?
0: Schreider. Schreider.
1: I always get Shider, that wrong, and I no feel art. terrible about it every time. <laughs> but not enough to <laughs> and never get it wrong. Again. To, yeah. Not enough to deal with it. <laughs> no, like most things I, I, I will not deal with it. Uh, but yeah, yeah, so please tell me, give me, give me all your history with this movie, unless it's too much of a history, then cut it short, but give me the, the gist.
0: Well, I couldn't, it can't be any longer than your intro here. So I appreciate <laughs> the time here. And, uh, <laughs> two minutes, oh, maybe three minutes. Okay. Uh, 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 you know, I when I, I remember seeing this movie, again, in that 97, 98 region. I was really just absorbing as much as humanly possible. It's probably on the, the the cable, you know, the black box there. It was probably on a pay-per-view or what have you. Uh, per-view, uh, I the believe. Shider...
1: I, I believe the purview. view That'll be the pay part,
0: but I believe the per <laughs> Yeah, well, <laughs> someone paid for the box one time, you know, and, you, you, and then you get the per-view uh, gotcha, that. gotcha. Uh, I really remember liking this movie a lot and i i think the shider of it certainly was probably a deciding you know push in that direction um i
1: can relate to that But you know it was
0: it was pointed out to me the other day that uh i have a a type let's say (laughs) uh and uh just realizing that now well you know (laughs) i suppose i always i always knew it but i I think about you know this movie and these these types of movies this sort of uh uh, people, adults, at a crossroads in their lives or estranged from their parents or questionable, uh, you not know, questionable, but but difficult, challenging relationships with siblings, mm-hmm. uh, where they fit into the world, let alone their family structure, uh, feeling alienated and uh, all of these things. And um, I like a lot of those movies. And I'm sure even as a young kid, you know, 18 years old or so when this movie comes out uh feeling i don't know that entirely that i felt all of those things specifically but i definitely connected with those things and in in terms of uh, of my movies preferred you know we talked about the ice storm which is sort of somewhat in the same uh, same time frame Mm -hmm. and that movie is just it doesn't really have any immediate relationship to my life but man, did I connect with that movie even back then? And I felt like this was the same way back, and um, so I immediately, you know, of course, would have bought the DVD and of course commentary track and, and interviews and so forth, and and uh, so I just remember really liking it. But it is one of those movies that I do not revisit often. Whereas I, I watch the Ice Storm, yeah, I wouldn't say often, but but I've watched the Ice Storm in the same amount of time I've watched the Ice Storm. For Far more times than I would have than I've ever than I've seen this one. I can understand that. uh, Ice
1: Storm was much more, I would say,
0: impactful, like a literal ice storm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure, certainly. It's also, I mean, frankly, it's just a better made movie. You Mm -hmm. know, uh, 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 not to discredit this one necessarily, but but uh, you know, Ang Lee and and, uh, Kevin Klein, Joan Allen, those are seventies. They're just, yeah, everything about that movie I think is better. You know, but um, I think this one still. I think I. I went into this one thinking I would like it maybe more than I ended up liking it. That's not to say I didn't like it this time, but I I, I kind of went in thinking, oh yeah, this is that like powerful uh, family drama that really hit home. Yeah, you know, twenty five twenty five years, years yeah. ago, and
1: not so much now. And I don't know
0: that it hits the same kind of thing. Although it did touch me, I would say maybe in different ways. It connected in maybe different ways. And okay. as I'm now a grown man, we can kind of dive dive into. Some of the ways in which it did that. but uh, So all in all, I, I don't love it, uh, uh, this watch, but I, I did connect to it still. I still found some sort of value in it, and I was happy to watch it again.
1: I feel like it's, for some people, it's, it, there's a relatability factor that's going to, like, you, like for you, enhance your, your viewing. And I think for myself, although everything felt real, the performances were good. And I, I bought into the, you know, I was in the movie right away. Like it, it had a nice mm-hmm. um, somber sound to it, feel to it as, yep. as the movie began. So I'm like, okay. Uh, but I wasn't able to connect to this movie. I may have maybe a little bit if I had watched it, you know, 25 odd years ago as well. But now, so I think this movie, it's it can be... Incredibly profound, for some. Uh, but mm-hmm. but for others, it runs the risk of being maybe a little bit empty uh, in in some ways. And I think that's it, it, that's where it for me. And I think there's a lot for the, below the surface of this movie, like so far below the surface that um, I don't ever see it, and I don't get it, and I'm left with more. I was left with more questions <laughs> than maybe than answers. And so I, I don't really want to say it went over my head. I mean, I watched it a second at time thinking that I missed something because I felt like, as I said, I was, I was left with some more questions and didn't really understand certain things. And I, I got to thinking of Ad Astra for a little bit because I, I do like, I enjoy a dysfunctional relationship or a relationship between father and son that has issues and uh, a rough past and some unspoken issues like, Things that have happened and, and the communication, that there's certain thing, elements of that Ica I can relate to, but I'm thinking uh, like at Astra, but it was like as if Brad Pitt went all the way deep in space and his dad was still an asshole. <laughs> so I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> I think, well, I didn't, I, I was able to connect the dots in at Astra, but for this, I still couldn't figure out why Hal was an asshole. And there is, and, and so there's some interesting, and I'm hoping having a conversation with you and having your insight. From watching it then and watching it again now and maybe having a closer connection to the film overall to maybe kind of fill some of those gaps uh, that I may have missed and again maybe it's just over over my over my head too as well so it's hard it's really hard to say but that's what we're here to discuss uh buddy so I, I did again I started out liking the film there's no doubt about that and it's, uh, it was definitely not a bad film just certain elements of it I wasn't I uh, was curious about but uh but I like the I did like the cast I was I, I was a fan of that.
0: Yeah, I thought so too. I thought it was a solid cast as well. And these are all, you know, you think about 1997, you know, these, these names are obviously Roy Scheider was a Hick. you know huge star in the 70s yeah. and so forth. Carries he's, some weight. He's the guy you're kind of... No doubt about that. Yeah, I think you're kind of hanging the movie on him. But when you think about the rest of the cast, I mean, you know, Julianne Moore I'd probably at that point <clears throat> seen in Boogie Nights perhaps yeah, or just Fugitive, about to see in Boogie, Fugitive, Boogie Nights.
1: Fugitive was 93, but she played a very small role, so she must have been just... Sort of hitting things around this time or shortly yeah, right after. Yeah, I maybe. think
0: Shortcuts was probably around this time as mm-hmm. well. So, yeah, just sort of a, a person that I'd seen here and there, but not necessarily. Um, Big Lebowski was like a go to. I think is where I Lebowski, that. sir. Yeah. yeah. That was, I think, well, the later. next year. Oh, wasn't it? 90, okay. 98, maybe. I'm not positive, but somewhere in this region. She was really just coming into her own, as, a, as I said, you know. So, mm. um, and obviously, Hope Davis. These are just a bunch of people that I didn't really know who they were, let's say, back then, and have most of them kind of become names we recognize. Obviously, we just talked about Hope Davis in the uh, in special relationship. Yeah. So, so you know, they're all kind of continued to have, you know, pretty pretty good careers overall. Yeah. And, uh, and we had Justin Long. I, I do see what you
1: mean. Don't forget Justin Long. Is he in this? I didn't see <laughs> No, him. but Noah Wiley looks a lot like justin long (laughs) Uh, there's a couple times like is that just nah it's noah wiley it's the rich man's justin long or whatever (laughs) 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 yeah i think that's what's on (laughs) his (laughs) headshot. Yeah, the rich man's
0: justin long if you're looking (laughs) come on over (laughs) Uh, um i think you know one of the one of the things that uh that I thought I think this movie does I think struggle a little bit with its tone I think at the beginning it feels like it's trying to sort of turn itself into a bit of a comedy and mm-hmm.
1: it's not sure I don't think and, <laughs> I, I think oh, I just gonna I was just gonna say I was gonna uh, it was this this genre like you mentioned in the beginning is is has been done Thanksgiving we can all relate to the the family at Thanksgiving it's a bit of a cliche but there's a lot of uh, a lot of meat there to to explore and you see shows that really go with the comedy right and it goes overboard yes. uh, i don't know I'll say meet the parents just as a you know throw it out there just is yeah, a sort okay. of family i haven't seen it but it seems like a family <laughs> s- situation and, and a little with a guy like ben stiller i mean it's going to be a little bit over the top i would think uh and and, yes, and, certainly. and um, certainly and then you have some that just go the completely other other way more towards Ice Storm, because I don't really think Ice Storm has a, much of a comedic uh, vibe to it. If it is, it's very subtle, but more of a series and, and bigger, it's bigger stakes. Uh,
0: Certainly. Bigger things happening. Also a Thanksgiving movie, actually, now that you mention it. Yeah,
1: so I think this movie somewhere in between, and it gets, I don't know, somewhere lost. So back to what you're saying... Did, when you first watched it, did you do you do you recall it being funny, like uh, or trying no, to be? There's funny.
0: nothing about this. No, there's nothing about this movie that I thought was funny when I was looking back and picking it out off the shelf okay. and, and anticipating my watch. I I think maybe this is what I was saying when it sort of when I liked it a little less than I I I thought I did, mm-hmm. and it's probably because I had memories of it being this very like emotionally wrought movie mm-hmm. with a powerful reveal um of circumstances you know of the stuff that is beneath the surface or what have you and I, I so my memories were that it was kind of building to a bit of a wallop uh a revelation if you will you know you get the family in the room and then you know the 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 onion unwraps you know and now you know the the, the truth is exposed or some variation therein and um obviously this movie doesn't really deliver on that. Now that's, again, not to suggest that it's bad or that it fails. I don't know that it's intending to do that, but I do think that it tries and fails in the comedic side. I think, you know, this movie sort of opens and we're not going to talk too much about the scene specifically, but, but like there's like this random, random sexual encounters mm-hmm. in, within the first sort of 10 or so minutes, you know, and there's nothing wrong with that, but no. why are they having public sex in, on the train? Okay. That's clearly to me for comedy, you know, with the sister kind of pointing it out, like that's my sister, right? Like that's kind of a joke moment. But I don't know that it fully lands, and like pulling yeah. off to the side of the car or you know the side of the road, or and, and and having sex in the you know the ditch uh, right. by the tree, Replaced. I think is also like. Sure, I love, love ditch sex. You know, <laughs> I love ditch sex. There's never been a complaint about a ditch sex no. ever. Throwing it with a tree
1: there, even better, right? Hundred yeah. percent. You
0: need something to hold on to, and you, know, you can maybe rub up against it. It's perfect. <laughs> yeah, uh, Soft bark. But <laughs> <laughs> um, you can use it to clean yourself up. You know, it's perfect. Yeah. You got the leaves, the foliage. Absolutely. Um, but it's clear to me that's like again built for comedy, oh. and I don't know that it really delivers on that. And then there's soon, soon thereafter, there's the sort of where everybody in the house is having sex yes uh even the even the old people uh you know the parents and stuff like that and so again i'm feeling like this is meant to be presented as a bit lighthearted or or kind of funny or or silly even or um like look how you know weird like it's just not something you see in movies often right there's nothing wrong with that necessarily but the tone when you're trying to sort of sell it as that i feel like by the time you're doing a very quick switch over uh I don't. I don't know that it fully lands. I personally would have rather just stick with the melancholy. You know, Noah Wally's character. You know, talking about like. You know, when did you go back? You know, how long has it been? You know, and and and. The line that sticks out, at least in that early part, is the is the. Jolly. Um, You know, long enough. To forget why I don't. I shouldn't go back. You know, like. It's like the. You keep hoping that your family is going to be different or you keep mm-hmm. hoping that the results I are see. going to be different. You oh, you're talking
1: hoping. with um, when he's talking to the therapist?
0: Yes. Okay. Right away. Gotcha.
1: Right away. Oh, you mean, his oh, his you opening, actually meant right his away. Oh, opening bits. Oh, like
0: right yes. away. Yes. His his his, <laughs> his, 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 his sort of, that's his introduction to yes. the, to the, to the movie. Yeah. Right. And, and. And so to me, like, that's the themes. Those are the themes that I Mm remember. So I didn't really remember any of the sort of sex comedy that it starts out as or kind of wants to be at some point. I didn't remember kind of the weird relationship between uh, the sister Leah and – or Lee and Elliot, you know. And we'll get into more specifics. But, like, I didn't remember a lot of those relationships. The stuff that I thought about was uh, Noah Wiley's discomfort Mm -hmm. and his relationship with his girlfriend – and how the father plays into it, and I, that's pretty much all I kind of stood on. But I thought, or I remembered that that stuff was really potent mm-hmm. and really powerful. And, and it turns out that some of it is, and some of it doesn't doesn't hold up as far as uh, mm-hmm. as far as that goes. Now, you mentioned not having seen Meet the Parents. Do you have any Thanksgiving movie um, thoughts, or uh, that you know movies you did like, or, or, or want to share about, or anything like that?
1: I, I tried to think of some before the before we jumped on, and nothing oddly. Like, I think Christmas seems to be overshadowing my my memory of any sort of yes of Thanksgiving. Uh, you know, everyone remembers the episode of Friends, other than you, of course, who have never seen an episode of Friends. But their Thanksgiving episode, of course, with the turkey getting stuck on Joey's head and the football game between the, the six, the three on three, of course, because there's six friends. That's perfect for a football game uh that i remember that's all you need uh i don't remember any seinfeld thanksgiving um i've ever festivus uh there's no macgyver thanksgiving i can recall (laughs) uh star trek i don't think thanksgiving uh uh, um, existed in the 23rd or 24th century they abolished it because it's terrible uh and i can't think of a movie phil I feel like I should know a Ben Affleck movie, the Thanksgiving movie, but I think it's just Surviving Christmas that's unfortunately leaking into my brain right now,
0: and I should go see a doctor. Uh, oh no, that's a treat, buddy. That's a treat. Yeah. You know, I was thinking about that, and I thought, you know, maybe this year, maybe we'll we'll regift the public uh, another viewing of Surviving Christmas. We'll do another episode yeah. on how great that movie R- is. Regift <laughs> it like
1: a like a label maker. Yes, that's uh, a. Yeah, yeah
0: uh well the, the the big you know we're talking about tone shifts and so forth one of the big ones that may or may not come off the shelf in the next little while but uh is uh planes trains and automobiles that's the sort of the okay. those, the the thanksgiving movie that sticks out to me i haven't seen it okay a movie that of course it is uh <laughs> both funny but also fairly poignant you know okay. and, and 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 thanksgiving is the sort of family holiday as they say and and um and I, so there are movies, you know. Home for the holidays is another one that sort of sticks out. Okay, I want to say the family Stone is is is, is also maybe set around that time, but that. it's it's rife, as you said, for for opportunities, right? In particular, with fa- family coming yeah. back, and there's room for for yeah. both positive and like funny, happy-go-lucky, silly stuff, but also obviously room for this melancholy. And I like what this when this movie dives into melancholy, I think it succeeds pretty well. Um, mm-hmm. And and I. And I, I still think that it, it kind of connects on the, on those levels. Now um, we can sort of talk a little bit about, you know, again, in speaking about the dynamics of the family and the relationships and so forth, you know, you kind of have these, these couples almost uh, uh, in terms of uh, how the movie is presented to us. Did you have a particular sort of favorite couple or, or, or I mean, maybe we can just discuss each of them and sort of in their arcs and, and so forth um uh, so maybe pick one of those uh, couples and maybe just, we'll just talk a little bit about, about what we feel around their arcs and how they relate to the rest of the family. And, and so,
1: so me is interesting. Mia me is interesting. These, this is an odd couple. So I, I think I gravitated towards those two. Uh, I was always on the verge of being annoyed by Mia a little bit, understandably. So she's a little cold. I, I think I mean, she, yeah. she tells Elliot, the room oh. is cold. Well, I think it's you. I think you're making the room cold. Uh, but one yeah. one thing this movie does a few times to my dismay is, it, it's like, well, why is this being said? What am I missing? What happened before this? It's like it's skipped ahead or something. I, I, uh, uh, like, Elliot's already like, why are you like? Don't ruin this weekend for us. Like, what? We're just we just got this started here. Who's ruining what here? It's a little bit breezy. I get it. She's a little bit, you know, snarky. But there's obviously a history there. Something's there that we're not privy to. Uh, but they're clearly, you know, a different personality, and I don't even know why they're together in the first place, and we, we don't know why they're together in the first place. But I find that relationship interesting, uh, and she's always seemingly trying to get away from him. Yeah, uh, she's my she was she was much like how I, I really found their characters quite similar in a lot of ways. So very ornery i guess is a word ornery my mom used to use that word when i was a kid yeah. cranky is, sure. Is word. Yeah, so, it's sure crank uh so i mean we were f- i thought the relationship was off to a good start if you're having sex on a train that that's that's tells me that's a healthy relationship i would yeah. think yeah that's right. one wouldn't sure. would assume that's uh we're so much in love we can't wait to get there we're gonna do it on the train and uh And then they have that little bout in bed, which is weird. Stop kicking me. And anyway, so uh, I found that relationship quite interesting. And I actually ended up liking Mia's character somewhat. I think Julianne Moore uh, did a really good job with that. I think she's a pretty darn decent actress. Uh, What are your thoughts around that sort of relationship? Because it seems Elliot ends up sort of liking the other sister. if If I got that correctly, please.
0: Yeah, that's a relationship that I didn't really like at all. I didn't really understand. I thought it was way kind of too obvious and uh, uncomfortable Mm -hmm. to a certain extent. Um, But I, you know, that relationship in terms of um, it's clearly combative Mm -hmm. and it's clearly icy, as you said. It's cold. And, uh, you know, in terms of, you know, sex on the train, you know, and, and what I think is what happens is, These are people. The whole movie is really, ultimately, there's so much of it about people that just can't communicate. Yes, and don't want to, Mm -hmm. don't want to get to the bottom of things, don't want to solve it, right? Which I think is why the movie doesn't, and maybe to your point, left you feeling a little bit on the outside of it because it doesn't have the answers because no character in the movie is willing to ask the question. It seems. Yeah, and I agree. Those are things that I gravitate towards, unfortunately, because I I live in that space all too often, Mm -hmm. right? Uh, uh, Don't rock the boat. Just suck it up or tough it out or acquiesce to whatever demands of the moment are. And it's not worth speaking up or it's not worth the headache or it's not worth the hassle or the emotional trauma or the fractured relationship that that may come up and so forth. And so they, I assume and what that scene in the bed indicates to me is that this is how they solve this yes, is how they have sex
1: instead <laughs> they just yeah they'll just have sex instead so yeah.
0: they rather than actually express their anger at one another or their love yeah. disappointment in one another or whatever the emotional side of it is it translates physically
1: cuz even at the even at the dinner table i thought when he's they're talking about the mustard sandwich uh, yes yeah,
0: at the very end yes yes yes
1: and then and she and Mia's like, are you drunk? It's just because he just wants him, her to not him not to talk anymore. He's having a, I enjoyed that whole conversation, I really did. I thought this is mm-hmm. an interesting mm-hmm. conversation, and it was bothersome to me that she's like, are you drunk? Like, no, he's having a, it's a good maybe he is, but he's having. A, and then and then of course, Hal. Every time we're at the dinner table, you know, just ruining a, a potentially good conversation. I think I think. Uh, it, well, I mean, that's what the movie's trying to show is the dysfunction of this family and the lack of communication and. The weirdness that's that's going on here, but I really enjoyed the mustard sandwich sort of conversation, and I think it was uh, not fully explored. <laughs> I think there's more to
0: talk about. <laughs> <laughs> it's a real yeah, when you say meat. This movie's got some meat on the bones, and I, I, I think that's the got mustard talking. <laughs> 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 yeah, uh, uh, like a smoked meat, even maybe, uh, roast beef, whatever. <laughs> uh, you know. So that in that relationship, as I said, what one of the things that, that so that's your introduction to that relationship is it's icy and it's cold and it's it's distant. And as you said, she is at every opportunity looking to get away. Not it's not just from him either. He, she doesn't feel happy at any point. And we get Warren's story. We get Noah Wiley's sort of version, let's say, or vision or or reality. But we don't really get me as a, a Julianne Moore's no, character. We don't. And yet, and yet you can tell that you know she grew up in the same house so perhaps that there's some trickle down right so she has her own sort of story that that maybe is un- maybe. unexplored we'll never know <laughs> that's it and what but what she does portray luckily is is she's so talented that she's able to convey i think anyway that there is sort of something underneath that surface that is is inexplicable to her it's ineffable she can't define it mm-hmm. explain it and she kind of talks a little bit about it very briefly with Cezanne, uh, whom she meets a little later on, James LeGrosse. But at the beginning, she's really just wanting to get out, wants nothing to do with the whole process. And uh, Like
1: her dad. I think she's just a chip off the old that's block. That's
0: the thing. She's very much, because he's doing the same. So I kind of like that there is those similarities. And I think mm-hmm. one of the things that, that challenges us as adults um, is, uh, or at least uh, I should just maybe speak for myself, but there are times when... You grow up in the last thing in the world, or maybe in your mind, you know, the last thing in the world you want to be is like your parents or like your mom, like your dad. You know, we talked about that in the, <laughs> even in the breakfast club, you know, episode in the archives, there's this feeling like, you know, my God, are we going to grow up just to be like them? You know, it's inevitable, she says in that movie. And there are times when that's like a really actually hopeful thing. And, mm-hmm. you know, your parents are your heroes and are your role models and whatever. And there's this like, I wish, you know, if I could grow up to be like them, you know, that'd be perfect. And then teenage kind of hits, and maybe it's a little bit more like, screw you, Pop, you don't know me, <laughs> you know, kind of stuff. And then adulthood it kind of settles, I think, somewhere in the middle of that. Yeah. And this movie, I think, does touch a little bit on, I don't think Mia's happy <laughs> that she pr- has a lot of Hal's traits, you know, that, that she connects or is connected to, to Roy Scheider's character at all. And I think she's constantly trying to extricate herself from that from the family as a result. You know, she doesn't fit in. And I like that as a general theme. And I think she's just incredible in it. And while she's sort of trying to lose herself in the process, uh, Elliot, who's really just trying to kind of play along, this is again sort of a bit of a somewhat guy. browbeaten. Uh, yeah, seems like a real pleasant dude. Mm-hmm. You know, again, we don't really know their relationship, you know, but it's, it's easy to tell that he's a softer heart, let's say. Mm-hmm and uh the thing that i found very strange and a bit off-putting and not not for any particular reason other than just it just seems uh unnecessary is the sort of quiet obvious pining that lee the sister kind of has for him from almost minute 1 like there's this weird connection that they're trying yeah. to convey mm-hmm. and i just think it's so it's just so declassé you know like it like it's just so awkward and obvious it just seemed uh I didn't like it, you know, not because of any puritanical objections. Mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. people meet people, and, and
1: oh, it's almost like her little sister, because I'm assuming uh, Daphne's the youngest, probably.
0: Uh, is Daphne is not part of the family? Leah, Leah, Leah is, the, is the is the young the waitress. Daphne's the girlfriend. Oh Daphne's yeah, sorry. Daphne's the girlfriend. There's a Daphne.
1: Okay, I'm not crazy. See. Leah, no. It's like she's the nice version of Mia. And like, I, 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 can it see, seems I can see Elliot being attracted to that that make i sure. but i don't see her attraction to him so so quickly which is exactly what you said i'm just basically repeating what you said because you're absolutely philip 100% uh, the relationship <laughs> it makes sense but not the way that it was uh, kind of given to us agreed of course you agreed you, uh, you said it first i said it exactly <laughs> so
0: i can i couldn't agree more uh <laughs> These are great therapy sessions for me to <laughs> be told I'm right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, what did you think as Mia, so we can maybe just follow that track a little bit. I thought uh, I did find some humor in the way that she handled herself at the bookstore. I thought that was humorous. When uh, they but also only one line. I shouldn't say only one line. I thought was humorous because the rest of it I thought was pretty terrible. But the, the one line of you know you know the post office is really the postal service is really fast these days. And she's like, well, can you get it here in ten minutes? I thought that was a funny line. But the rest of it was, I wish you'd let me help you, which is a beautiful line from the bookstore uh, mm-hmm, clerk, yeah. worker, the clerk. Yeah. Um, that is, I think, apropos of the movie. Again, I wish you'd let me help you. Talk is,
1: to me. Talk to me.
0: <laughs> yeah, it could have been like uh, it could have been the under the you know the uh, the subtitle to this movie. Yeah. You know, I wish you'd let me help you because she's clearly in some level of pain and some level of discomfort and constipation. And we don't doesn't know, know mm-hmm. d- doesn't know how to manage it. Mm-hmm. You know, and and she kind of addresses it a little later. So I like that bookstore scene. And what did you think uh, on that scene? But also more specifically about. Um, Cezanne, Cezanne. sort of him, <laughs> him jumping into her life and how that sort of relationship starts to unfold. How do you, how do you, uh, where do you take on that?
1: Well, first of all, when we're talking about the book, who doesn't notice 300 pages missing from a book? <laughs> if it's 30 pages or 50 pages, okay, I, 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 I'm I, with you. But when he says, Cezanne, which is, he says, well, there's 300 pages missing from what you've read there's no way that's a that's like a thick thick book you're gonna notice that so i have an issue with that first and foremost uh but as for the astronaut, <laughs> <That's laughs> as for the bookstore scene my only issue i with it is it could be there somewhere you, you're telling me you, uh, you i don't know is it, is it alphabetical order but We don't see her look at every book and see if it's there. Uh, So it could have been there. If she just asked, maybe it's not a matter of it getting shipped. Maybe it's just a matter oh, you didn't look over there. Here it is. We actually do have it. I don't think the effort was there to actually find it. Well, let's just assume that she scoured. Let's just assume. She scoured. You want to assume (laughs) she scoured? She scoured.
0: I'm going to assume that if the movie says it, then it happened. Wow. Uh, uh, I don't want to uh, imagine a, a different bookstore scene okay. where now we're spending three minutes while she's looking over every single book. The book's you not there. You can sell that.
1: You can sell the scour. You can sell <laughs> the scour. It, it, and, and it's well within Julianne Moore's capabilities to sell the scour. Oh, she could pull it off. Don't get me wrong.
0: She can pull it off, I'm sure.
1: Okay. Well, they didn't even give it her a chance, frankly. Uh but other than that, I, I agree. I do like that line, and uh, especially back then, um, uh, Amazon probably could have got it there this afternoon if it was set in today's, uh, <laughs> or she could have just read it online, I guess as well. So.
0: Yep. Yeah. I mean, a little Kindle. Yeah,
1: but I think it's just driving home the point of her with her lack of uh, of the communication issue with her. So I think it's it does that. As for uh, saison, saison, or saison, uh, that's. Probably my contrivance of the week. Oh, just ha- happens to be there. their childhood guy who had a crush on her and just happened to have a dream about her last night. Unless he just made that up. <laughs> That's a good move, actually. He's probably just made I that up. I would, too. That's a good, good call. <laughs> write that one down. It write that one almost down. Almost sort of kind of maybe worked. We don't know. Uh, so, yeah. You know, again, it's, it's all sort of weird. Uh, that whole saison thing, like, uh, if you want to go further and talk about their next meeting. You know, she has the breakdown. I didn't mind the breakdown. I don't know what your thoughts in around that. She's clearly not happy with her job. I think obviously is something to do with why she's miserable. Uh, just answering the phone and saying,
0: "Well, the way I got that, I mean, she hates her fucking name," is what she said. Yeah, she did right? say that. So I don't think it's. I don't think it's the job. Oh, it's, I think oh, it's that just she the is, name. What's wrong with her name? Not just the name either. I think it's indicative of. I don't. Like myself, who I am, I don't like oh, looking. I don't like in the mirror. Me. I don't like my name. I don't like anything about my life. I don't like. Clearly, Mia. doesn't like her husband See? very much. See? Me, yeah, that's right. me.
1: Yeah. But if you take off the ah, at the end, it's just me. She doesn't like mm-hmm. me. She doesn't like herself. That's right.
0: And oh. you know, neither do I. I just want to say, <laughs> I don't like you either. <laughs> that's okay. We'll work it through. <laughs> work it through awkward yeah uh, <laughs> Yeah. okay so she's uh, anyway so those are the things right I, I don't think that it's specific to like I don't like my job or like that something is I think she looks around and wonders what the fuck am I doing with my life and she doesn't get a chance we don't as an audience get a chance to really define that or what that looks like but she's not happy with her family she's not happy with her husband she's not happy with her job at some point the reality is that you're not happy with yourself right like there's at some yeah. point, the comma denominator is you. And I think that's what she's wrestling with, even though we don't necessarily watch... We don't get the result or the, you know, the final resolution on that. And I don't think we need to, but I think it's very clear, particularly in that how, she, you know, how her arc kind of continues. You know, she continues to alienate herself from the family. And she is at least compelled to visit Cezanne and get the story, which is a sad story, and it's only in that, through that, that she's allowed to show any real emotion, right? She cries, and she, and 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 he says, you know, they die, you know, the, the rabbits. It kind of reveals that they that they die, and she says something to the effect of, I can't remember the lead character's name in the book, but like Frank, let's say, like Frank should should do something. I think it is Frank. And and Legros Cezanne says, well, do what? And Julia Moore says, well, I don't know, just something, anything. And I think again, this is a bit of a—it's—it's it's, from a writer perspective. I think you're telling the audience the point of the movie, right? In these kinds of lines, whether it's "I wish she'd let someone help you," or "Let me help you," and also just sort of like do something, anything. Like I don't know what to do, but I need somebody needs to do something because this is bad. Whatever I'm living is bad, and that's when she tells the story about, you know, she answers the phone, and doesn't know what to do next, it doesn't even hates her name doesn't want to say it out loud right like so wants to do something but can't do it is really indicative again of the rest of the movie like there's so many uh, you know connective tissues to it and that's kind of what you know her character arc to me is what it signifies is this person that that can't do it and it, it echoes there's there's other examples in the in, you know throughout the movie that i think is i think that's the sort of some of the messaging of the movie is that
1: you know yeah um, and that's why i ended up so not that's mining. My... And that's why i didn't end up mining i didn't right from the beginning i'm like uh, i don't know about this one but i think there was enough sure. there for me to kind of get on board with with at least what they were trying to tell us with their even with leaving a yeah. lot of information out and and elliot was really nice so he gets a free pass
0: Yeah, no, I think he's sort of he's the innocent, as it were, in the in the whole thing, you know. And ultimately, by the end, you know, he's he's out, he's done, you know, after that mustard situation.
1: Well, I mean, she puts too much uh, honey mustard on, clearly, on the sandwich, and 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 he's just letting it all out. So that's good. Gotta get it off your chest.
0: Yeah, and she says, you know, I'm glad we you know added to the list of all my flaws. And I don't get the impression from that relationship. Again, we're talking about how they relate to one another. I don't get the impression that he is a guy that has told her her list of flaws. No.
1: He's just telling about the honey mustard now. How long has that been going on for? Who knows? That's what I'm saying.
0: So she is living in this space where she thinks she's so flawed or believes she's so flawed or has been told by others that she is so flawed or looks around and feels flawed. So I think, again, there's this undercurrent to that relationship and to all of them that, that have this feeling of he's not communicating what his maybe true feelings are about her, right? And as a result, she's... Not really communicating any feelings other than just cold and, and aloofness. And, and and I think that that's why that relationship, obviously, is, is kind of doomed by the end. And then Lee, the sister, just kind of plays off of it. And she doesn't really have much of a character. You know, that's another issue. Like, you know, we can kind of talk a little bit about her, ultimately. But I don't think she has really anything to really... Uh, no, she's too normal. <laughs> uh, she doesn't participate much in the story. You know, she's there, but she's not a catalyst you know, it, it's not as if she has an affair or sleeps with Elliot or kisses him even and gets caught. And now there's conflict between the sisters or there's conflict amongst the family Some or foot whatever else. She, is the foot massage for sure, which is a little awkward, but it doesn't trigger any. Again, and maybe that's part of the problem of the move of the family is that you know it doesn't trigger anything. It just sort of happens and nothing really kind of conveys. I do yeah. like how her last line of the movie nearly, I think, is saying to Julianne Moore, particularly close to the end of the movie, where she says something like, I wish you'd treat me like a sister more.
1: Mm-hmm. She said "I'm she said you was sorry. So that's something.
0: Yeah, I don't know if that counts, but I do think that that there's, again, this feeling like there's a preconception it seems to what a family is or should be and, and certainly could be. I think Lee, as a character, seemingly is trying to connect that dot with Mia. But you know, we also get a little bit of that same conversation. We're going to pivot a little bit now to, uh, to uh, the other kind of couple. This is now uh, Jake is the it? Hope Davis. Yeah, uh, the Hope Davis couple. Uh, I'm trying to remember the name, <laughs> and uh, and I think that ultimately it might be Jerry. Jerry? No, it's Jake. It's Jake. It's
1: Jake. It's definitely Jake. There's no doubt about that. Totally Jake.
0: It's yeah, Jake no, no, and Margaret. Don't get me wrong. It's definitely Jake. Jake and,
1: Jake and de- <laughs> Margaret, I believe.
0: You're goddamn right. It is. Yeah. <laughs> Darn so right. that's a relationship that uh, that you don't really again get a ton of time with. More more Margaret but,
1: than Jake. Very minimum Jake. Yes you know he's got a couple scenes
0: Jake's there kind of a little bit for his brother yes yes Um, the walk home scene right but yeah uh, more scenes apart as well like they don't have a lot of scenes necessarily together but when they are you get the impression that they're a couple that they've been around for a while that you know this is where you're pulling over to the side of the road to to hump in a ditch to me that is the we're so in love I can't contain it any longer right to me the train is we just had a big fight (laughs) and we need to do this to, to sort of well the uh, yeah it's definitely different tension. kind of
1: sex for sure yeah definitely yeah
0: uh so i like that i like that relationship i like this couple you know generally speaking hope davis again we talked about her before I, she's really good and she's not an actor that i really think about all that often um i think she's in a movie called american splendor where she's phenomenal and i think we're gonna do that uh, uh i don't know if we're gonna get to it this year but yeah uh, it's on the list yeah i got one of hers on my uh, shelf
1: too arlington road one of my first oh yes DVDs, yes, yes actually
0: so. uh She's excellent in that in American Splendor. That's a really good movie. But so either way, she's clearly very talented, and I like that relationship enough. I like that she is this like by certainly by comparison, this light breeze almost in the house. You know, she doesn't really fall for any of it. You know, she's still kind of sees silly. She talks about how she wants to hump, you know have sex with the Jake in the house. You know, in Bly Danner's character, you know, the mom, you know, kind of basically calls her out and says, Yeah, okay, I like her. You know? So <laughs> she comes in with her own her own attitude and her own personality. And I think it's a refresh it's it's refreshing compared to what this this sort of stoic, static relationship that exists in that house, and that family. I like that she's there as a sort of breeze throughout. Uh and I think she's excellent in the, in the movie, even though she's not given a ton to do. And I like what she represents in the movie and I think she delivers very well. But I also recognize that in that relationship she and Jake, it feels real to me. They have the arc that they kind of have and she says I love you he says thank you and later he says I love you and she kind of quietly smirks, you know uh, thank, I lo- you, uh, uh, thank you as well. So it's it kind of a full circle thing but also just in terms of when he's having the conversation with Noah Wiley's character, Warren, about, you know, you can't just live your life so emotional all the time. This, again, is the through line of the movie to me. It's like, you know, you can't be so emotional, you know, dial it back. You can't live and die. You know, there's days where I'm hopelessly in love with her and there's days where she's just, she's there because I am feel lonely sometimes. You know, I don't want to be alone, so I'm with her, you know. And I think that that's not unhealthy entirely. I think it's it's probably good to recognize that those two things can exist, you know, the moments where you look at somebody and you just go kind of like, God, I'm so happy and so lucky that we're together and I love everything about you, just as two days later, or a week later, whatever have you, you can look at them and say, like, there's crumbs on the goddamn table. What's your problem? You're an idiot. You know, or something, you know, like, mm-hmm. you can really, uh, maybe not quite so harsh, but you can have that kind of feeling where, you know, maybe you're not hopelessly devoted in love and, and over the moon in that moment, but in the, in the totality, you're... Happy, together, and you're happy yeah. in the in the in the most of the time, you know. And I like that that relationship really I think delivers on that front.
1: Well, young love makes me sick to my stomach. Okay. Uh, no, uh, schmoopy, 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 all that schmoopy stuff. Uh, love a schmoop. <laughs> yeah, I know you do. Don't, no, I love a schmoop. I know don't You Don't love you a worry shirt. about that. <laughs> uh, so, when it comes to Hope Davis. I think again. I think it's a good performance. The character, like you said, needs to be there. I as a as as me being Jake. Uh, I now she's not my type.
0: <laughs> I'm out. I'm
1: out. But that doesn't <laughs> that doesn't matter. I'm just saying. I, I I think it's really a product of my age. Uh, now uh, being sure. like I would not be doing those things in, in my parents' house now. I think it's just uh, you know that's something at, at our. You wouldn't have sex with your wife in the house? Uh, no, I I actually. No, I don't tend to do those things. Or, or, or if there, oh, or if there's company over or anybody else in the house, I typically don't. Uh, it's kind of a personal question that I have answered on air. I'll decide <laughs> if I want to edit this out or not. Uh, but uh, <laughs> uh, so yeah. So, but anyways, back back to hope. And, you know, it, it's funny because that relationship is really about each other, and Jake is somehow removed from the dysfunction of the family core itself like he doesn't have an issue with his parents typically uh, or the brothers and sisters he seems to have a good relationship with warren uh it's just really about him and her and how he's coming to terms with the fact well he's in love uh now he's not always emotional all the time he prefers a more balanced approach and, uh, and i respect the hell out of that i really do and she's young mm-hmm. young and in love and i get it i remember what it's like to be to be young and in love and wanting to do it all the time and all that stuff and so it certainly felt real like it's a real relationship that they portrayed both of them very well and i think it was kind of a break from the dysfunction of the rest of the family but jake's character really wasn't interesting to me at all there wasn't really i wasn't really interested in that uh, other than the fact yeah. that it felt real it felt like there was a place for it in the movie but it wasn't very interesting, and that's that's sort of my thoughts in around that uh, sort of relationship. Uh, I mean, I enjoyed the conversation him and he had with Warren. Um, you know, walking home that was pleasant. And, you know, he seemed like a good brother. He seemed like a like he seemed, sure. he seemed like immune to the dysfunction of the family. He seemed to somehow. Yeah, he did feel like hated. that. Eh? him and and yeah. even Leah, I think, too, didn't really show any signs of you know she's a little bit silly likes to scare people and that's fun i had that sort of thing when i was a kid sure i love scaring siblings so i definitely related to that and but she didn't really seem to have the dysfunction part really at least we not for us to see so it seems to be kind of split Yeah, agreed. where you have agreed mia who's much like your dad and then you have warren who may be more like his mom maybe i don't that's can be the case sometimes I, I'm not sure really because well, sure the mom's that. not in the movie the mom is not very present a uh, bit of a throwaway uh, other than the scene up in the attic with with Mia yeah. for a brief moment but other than that, I with felt Lee. Leah, yeah. Yeah, oh no, no, with Mia, they had that they were going through her little oh, book yes, there. Oh, yes, sorry. Uh, yes. yes. There might have been a Leah situation oh. as well, maybe, but There's you know, one later
0: that, that that's the, where she talks about her her loving Hal and kind of why and this and that. Oh, yes. That, 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 it's a scene that I really liked a lot. It's yeah. good, but
1: other than those things, I mean a bit of, bit of a throwaway uh Agreed. character unfortunately, cuz I thought it could have been more she I think she needed I think she deserved a little bit more time. Uh, on screen and getting just more of the mom of the situation. I mean, I had that fun little conversation at dinner and about uh, last night, which I, I don't know how it. Yes. Anyways, <laughs> so weird. I was watching that part on, on. Well, I think
0: this is the thing. I, I, don't, I don't necessarily find it weird, but I do think that there is this sort of again. It's, that is a scene to me that's written like for comedy. Oh, right. Like, yeah, oh, you were? So. Did you mean you were? Oh my gosh! We all three, all three of us were having sex last night. You know. Uh, ha 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 yeah and uh it just doesn't feel like this movie should be like it presents that as like that's hilarious and it's not that funny no it's dysfunctional and it's well I don't know if it's dysfunctional I don't no, know. it's when the parents <laughs> listen
1: if both your two of your children, you're the parents, and you know they're having sex, Mm -hmm. and that turns you on, Yeah, I have a problem with that. Yeah.
0: That's (laughs) (laughs) all right. When you put it like that, that's fair. Yeah, you
1: can't beat them, join them, maybe, I guess. (laughs) Uh, That's the only... That's exactly right. I guess. But, I mean, (laughs) Hal doesn't even show inklings of any sort of desire for his wife anywhere throughout the movie, so I thought it was just a little bit odd. I mean, that whole character... That's fair. ...is completely odd. Again, it's not... I mean it was interesting but I, I was playing this so during my second watch i had it on my phone uh i got the old 13 pro so visually stunning uh <laughs> and I, I did this on purpose because i knew it was coming up my wife is at work uh working from home so you kind of took a, the a phone upstairs and just <laughs> mm-hmm. so she could hear what was going on i was like what are you watching uh, That's the movie. <laughs> it's Phil's pick this week. Yeah, yeah Phil's pick. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, anyways, yeah. but the perv. <laughs> uh. But anyway, it was just a fun uh. moment. Uh, so I, I try to have some fun with it, even though I think the movie sort of failed him with trying to be funny but not really
0: sure i agree like i said i did. I just didn't find it funny i think it tried that think that scene is sort of presented to be funny and it really didn't deliver but i agree about jake and and uh you know hope davis's character margaret i think they are there as the sort of outsiders like they seem both as you said immune to the whole process and davis is cool enough and like uh connected enough that she can both have Conversations, obviously, with the brothers and so mm-hmm. forth, but I'll also kind of connect with Hal later on, and yeah, they have that nice kind of walk, which isn't much, but it's a nice it's something, kind of moment that humanizes him a little bit because he's been so kind of prickly throughout, um, and kind of connects that uh, she's the opposite. You know, she remembers that she remembers that scene, the song that he was singing, basically almost like a sleepwalk type of scene, yeah, well, that was and something. doesn't call him out on it. You know, like when he asks, like, oh, how do you know that song or something? You know, she starts to say something to the effect of, like, well, this is... You were singing, you know... And then she stops herself and moves forward. And I like that, where you could call him out, but it might embarrass him. Now he's this sort of old-school, maybe kind of individual. But there is this... It just furthers this sort of don't confront the issue. Don't talk about it. Don't trust them. Whatever the case <laughs> may be. And uh, and there is a, a certain you know, inherent problem with that that obviously comes to comes to a, a little bit later on. So, mm-hmm. you know, and, and in terms of the husband and, uh, you know, Hal and, and and Blythe Danner's character, Lena, what, uh, like, that's, to your point, I agree. Like, there isn't really any relationship there that we see, right? We we don't get much of the schmoops uh, in that particular relationship.
1: <laughs> that's okay. He, you know,
0: he... He's kind of upset right away, you know, from the from minute one. Like, who shows up early? Maybe I had plans tomorrow. Yeah, you know. Who like does he that? starts kind of making excuses. He's kind of frustrated already. You know, he's kind of obviously a bit of a crank, a cantankerous, so forth. And, and yeah, she offers him some solace for that. But you don't get a sense too much of their sort of loving relationship too, too much. And the scenes that she gets, as, as you mentioned, with Mia and later with Lee do allow for the fact that she is clearly like the the emotional center of the movie right which is to say she's trying to keep things together um keep the people together you know she makes a point but later on the only sort of scene that sticks out for me of her in particular is where she's talking to Lee in the in the attic and Elliot sort of passed out and he, Lee says something to the effect of oh he must be exhausted having to deal with Mia it's, it sounds like a real chore Mm-hmm. And Lena kind of says to her, I don't think she looks at it like that, or he looks at it like that, sorry. And it kind of is alluding to the fact, and she sort of sums up her, her feelings later when she says, you know, there, I cannot tell you, I can't explain to you all the reasons why I love your father, but I do. And there's something kind of poetic about something as simple as that, which is mm-hmm. who the hell knows why any of us are connected to anybody ever. You know, uh, I've dated bitches and angry people and I've been an asshole, (laughs) you know. uh, Chemicals, buddy. It's chemicals. It's a whole lot of things, right? But there have been times where, you know, I've been seeing somebody that I didn't really like that much. Or I was being like a real piece of shit and yet somehow was still loved, you know. And and Mm -hmm. all of those things can coexist in the same relationship. And I kind of get that impression that that's what that... Conversation is sort of somewhat to, you know, to the outside, that looks like a miserable experience for Elliot and Mia to be so unhappy all the time. And maybe, obviously, Elliot leaves later, so it's maybe more true than not. But there is this feeling of, like, I don't know why I love her, but I do. Like, you know, for whatever reason, it's there. And I I do think that that – I think you have to have, particularly because all these relationships are so frayed, that I think you do have to have that line or, these you know, those those couple of scenes in the movie to really – Allow for that undercurrent, because otherwise it's just estrangement and quiet and discomfort. and And I don't know that two hours of that is what anybody wants to see. Yeah,
1: I Philip, I actually I thought I was going to be able to connect, and and the real reason why I wasn't able to is because there was sort of similarities to, you know when it comes to family. every every family mm-hmm. has issues. Uh, obviously, there's yep. a wide wide array. Uh, of, of of different things that could be positive, negative, you know, terrible, good, like all sorts of stuff. So I, I mean, yeah. m- my mom, I would consider the emotional, you know, glue of my of the family. Sure. Where I would say my dad was uh, not the, you know, not really the emotional guy. Just you know, quiet and just. Sure. But but he was dad. Like but he, we may not have had conversations that maybe a normal father and son would have had, uh, you know, like a more open, uh, communication, like, uh, and, and more honest yeah. and just talking about things and talking about our feelings. We never really did that ever. Uh, but he mm-hmm. wasn't a bad dad. He wasn't, you know, he didn't <laughs> clearly go, wasn't anywhere near Scheider level. Had they done something maybe different with, with Shider's character, uh, or maybe something in the last half, or at least to kind of redeem himself from his initial mistake, I th- I think I probably would have liked this movie significantly more, as I would have sort of maybe even got behind uh, Hal and, and sort of sure. thing. Uh, but it just didn't go the direction where I wanted to, and it just went into a complete direction that I I really really couldn't get on board with, to be perfectly honest yeah. with you. And it kind of left me kind of kind of left me cold and empty and alone. And
0: sad. <laughs> <laughs> I kind of wondered. I kind of wondered. You know, the movie obviously sort of centers on... We can kind of dig a little bit into that part now, I suppose. It mm-hmm. kind of centers on this transgression. Yes. Right? Like, as I said, we're introduced to Warren early. The therapist is asking why is, you know, going back and or you know, how long has it been? And he says, you know, something about, well, it's a year after Daphne broke up with me. So, three years. Or Daphne left or whatever. And... And he says, you know, why are you going back? Why do you keep going back? And he obviously says the thing that I mentioned earlier, which is like, because I keep forgetting, you know, I shouldn't. And I love that line. I think there's so much of that, having a person that lived uh, far away uh, from here and have my own preconceptions around what I wanted a family or my family to look like. I wanted to have a better relationship with my siblings, I wanted a better relationship with my father, I wanted to be sort of understood or have. Room to even have the conversation, period, or feel like that conversation was wanted or warranted. And you know, to your point, you know, I would never call my father an asshole too much. I mean, obviously, you had a temper, and there was yeah. Well, I mean, you know, when you're sort of, you know, the you know, it's the product of the '80s, you know, but you're getting spanked heavily when your fists, you know, there's pushing, you know, heads through doors, and and you know, like there's there's you know, aggression that comes through, right? And you're sort of like, well, this doesn't feel right, you know, but. Uh, you didn't do many any of that really to me. It was mostly to my brother in the end, and mm-hmm. uh, but at the point it was just that you know. So it's like I don't want to look at that as being assholic, but at the same time, we never had an opportunity. We never took the opportunity to really build a real relationship. You know, mm-hmm. working fifteen hours a day. Uh, means that yeah. you don't see them around much. And I moved for all of my 20s, so none of that time was really built together, you know? And obviously relationships with my siblings change. I'm moving and things. So life is changing and evolving and moving, and so I wouldn't necessarily call anybody an asshole, but by not making the time to build that relationship, mm-hmm. uh, it leaves something lacking, yeah. uh, I think, somewhere in the mix of it, you know, after 30, 40, 50, you know, whatever, however many years. And I do think that the, the silence that sort of just permeates the thing, and it's again, it's part of my adult life, it's been part of my relationship. So those are the things, as you said, you know, you, maybe you couldn't connect to, I fully connected to those things, unfortunately, because I, I do think that those are things that I do not particularly enjoy about myself or my history, you know, in general, but relationships have died because i've been unable to really communicate and and Mm -hmm. relationship with my family has been strayed because i haven't been able to really fully communicate nor do i think that they have been able to fully communicate with me either so there's all these kind of barriers and there's this belief hope that particularly when i was in vancouver coming back or even moving back to this city later there's this feeling like well this will kind of will acquiesce will sorry will coalesce you know we'll, 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 we'll come back together we'll be better you know and you know, my mother died. You think, well, this is a galvanizing moment or, or what have you. You know, uh, uh, there's these moments that you can kind of bring people together, but it doesn't always work. And I think that Warren struggles with this sort of, I think he is, and they kind of call him out on it a number of times, wide eyed. He wants the most wonderful love, you know, be, you know, the sort of uh, uh, soulmate, you know, someone to, to, you know, be all of the things. Uh, and it's 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 almost impossible to really make that. And if he feels that way about Daphne, then there's a possibility he feels that way about his parents too. Which is to say that he wants the the dad that was wonderful, maybe, right? And and because he got Hal, he's maybe a little bitter about it. And also, I wonder how much before the the transgression, the incident with Daphne, how bad, if at all, was Hal. Like, how was it growing up in that house, right? Obviously, we don't get to see any of that. So well, is all did, of Warren's yeah. angst based strictly on this relationship with Daphne that he kind of, you know, obviously invades? It's just, an, I think there's a lot of open questions around yes. how families interact and fathers and sons communicate, and I think those are things that I certainly can can feel. And even Warren, when he talks about, I'm rambling here, but when, uh, when Daphne kind of reveals to her, or to him, sorry, why she left and never kind of turned back. Warren hears it, lets it go, and she wa- you know, and that's the end of the scene. And yet later he has a flashback we you know as an audience we see that he saw the whole thing
2: mm-hmm.
0: And later he addresses the fact that I saw you do that. I saw it happen, and I didn't do anything. yeah and that's the that's the movie, right? Like you see these things, you want to speak you you think anyway you want to speak. You want things to be different. You want it to be, you know, you want to be assertive. You want to address the issue. You want to focus on it. You don't want to lose people because you're you're not able to communicate, right? Had he been able to speak back then to her, you know, maybe they wouldn't have had to break up. And, you know, like you, you work through it. Yeah, absolutely. But, uh, you can get
1: through that one. It's a weird one, but you can get through it.
0: Sure. But I, anyway, so I just think that these relationships, that one in particular, I think, is, is really fraught with some really interesting dynamics because – on paper, yes. how can be this sort of oh he's just cranky, he's just an asshole, bad dad? But I think there's room to kind of question why that is, and and the relationship with the kid and so forth. And obviously that culminates uh, a little later. We'll talk about it. But what are you, what are your thoughts on that on that dynamic? You know, and, and he he and Warren, and, and a little bit around he and uh, Daphne there.
1: Well, when it comes to the transgression, as weird and uncomfortable as it is, uh, if that's if that's what you're going to hang your hat on as of what happened to make things weird and what drove Daphne away and put this barrier between him and Warren. Though I did get the impression there was other things, uh, lesser things before. Sure. Uh, so they gave that sort of impression and this was obviously uh, the, <laughs> the big one. Uh, as for a story, I can get behind that. I can get behind that. Uh, it, it's, it's, it's risque. It's a, it's, it's certainly something that I'm sure has happened. Unfortunately, it's, uh, you know, quite an odd situation, but again, there's a lot of <laughs> different families and uh, dysfunctions and we we all have them. Uh, but what really took me away from, I think my enjoyment of the movie was for the second transgression sort of, or was leading to it when towards the end where, Hal's like well let's go in the other room and get drunk and I'm thinking to myself well that's Mm -hmm. not a good idea. We're having a great (laughs) conversation about mustard and then. Sure the best
0: conversation about mustard I've ever had on film I
1: would say 100% 100%, 100%, without a doubt and then you have two siblings having an innocent little squabble which I thought was funny. I thought it was heartfelt it was warm. It's just kidding. Well, They're just teasing Uh, Warren's teasing Mia and I think she's taking it like a champ and then Hal's just pissed off or just because he's an asshole in my, in my, in my, my eyes and let's get drunk and, sure, yeah. and let's do the exact same thing in front of everybody. I'm going to dance with mm-hmm. your girlfriend and not know yeah. when enough is enough and take it too far. And not only this doing it this time in front of you I'm doing it this time in front of everybody. And I thought, yeah, well, this is an opportunity for, uh, for them to to fix repair, I thought that would be a movie that would be really emotionally moving and touching, and mm-hmm. probably would have had me in tears seeing Schrader, you know, come back. Is there, again? You see this guy at the beginning of the movie watching his, kid, his kid's birthdays, and then and then you see it afterwards. So there's something like like Darth Vader. There's a little bit of good in this guy, <laughs> <laughs> and when I the scene where he the first one the first transgression it reminded me of this is going to be a weird one phil see if you can follow me on this one saving private <laughs> Ru- saving private ryan
0: the okay, german the okay. german
1: the german goes up kills melish walks back down and just looks at what's his name the interpreter up him, up him. and just keeps walking <laughs> that's that's what i thought of When he's walking down the hall, he's already kissed her, and then he's walking right past Warren and doesn't say anything. Yeah. that's For some reason, that scene popped out of my head, and that's weird. (laughs) That's on me. That's totally on me. But anyways, (laughs) that's fine. So I think, I mean, I wasn't loving the movie, but I wasn't hating it either because there are just elements of of this movie that's quite intriguing. And I do like a movie that deals with the psychology of a family. It's interesting. Uh, Yeah and the different and we have enough here we have enough different relationships where it can it can keep things sort of interesting but this whole thing and really I hate to say this folks cuz I know you're a big fan of Roy but it's his character and not really a fault of Roy himself cuz I don't think it's a performance issue I think when you hand this guy this script I think he's doing what he's being told of him and I think he's doing it well I just I don't like the choice of the story to just you know just do this i just don't like it i just it doesn't i don't think it's i don't think it's good i don't think it's interesting i think it's just poorly executed and the poor attempt at the very end when he says his name out the window is not nearly enough for me to say okay there we're okay we've had that unbreakable moment where there's this big payoff and here and that's just not doesn't do it for me and I think that's really well. I don't think
0: I think it's because it's not supposed to do that. I don't I don't believe yeah. that it is supposed to be the pair, and that's
1: fine. If if it, but I think to me, it's again, this is just my personal opinion. Takes away from me enjoying the film. I end up well. I don't really like what they did, and that's my personal opinion to uh, why I didn't really enjoy it because I thought there was a different thing that would have been just more impactful. And I think this movie, although has some interesting concepts and ideas. It just didn't really impact me and just didn't leave me like, whoa, that was a, that was a good movie. It was a struggle to mm-hmm. get through for me the second viewing after seeing it once. Like, okay. and I was like, oh, that's, I don't really want to watch this again, but I, I feel like I should. I feel like I, have a, I owe it to it because I feel like I must have missed something because I'm not really given anything about this Hal guy for him to justify anything, any of these bad things he's done. Like He's an, he's an idiot, a jerk from the beginning. He doesn't even want his son to mm-hmm. be there. Like, Why does he hate Warren? Yep. He's never explained to me why he hates his son. Because mm-hmm. uh, again, the tr- first transgression, I could, there's alcohol involved. You may, you're an older man. Maybe you want to be thirty again, mm-hmm. and you see this young blonde woman. I uh, that see that's sure. why I can, I can understand that. I can certainly understand that. But to same this, make the same sort of mistake again, and just be and just show hate for your son from like you don't even want to be him at your house. Like he's coming a day early. First, mate, one of the first scenes with uh, Scheider in it. He's coming a day early. Who yeah. comes? A day? He's your blood. He's your son, for God's sakes. He's coming a day early, so I just think it's it's missing something where I could really either root for somebody or feel something for for, for Royce for Hal. I don't. I, I, it's, there's nothing left. Like he's never likable, at all ever. And then you have the two dinner scenes where I start to like the movie because not only because of the mustard, but there's uh, the things about. Because you have Hope Davis's character, you know, you know, kind of, sort of being the normal one, and, and trying to make this actually a normal dinner, uh, or breakfast, or whatever it may be, whatever meal it is. Because there's a couple meal scenes, and then there's Roy uh, Hal, who's just sitting there, just shitting on it. I'm like, well, what, well, what good are you at all? Uh, and so, so, wife loves them. We don't know why, and she doesn't even know why either. I can see why she doesn't know why. Yeah. So, but. Uh, <laughs> so for me, I, I think it's a story that I, I wanted sort of a different ending to the story for my personal wants and needs, and w- I just wasn't a fan of of, of it, uh, of what they did. So that's my, that's my big spiel, Phil. That really sums, <laughs> sums it up for me uh, in a lot <laughs> of ways, right? <laughs> not to say there's not things uh, characters I liked about the movie, but when, I, when I'm talking about the howl and the warm, which seems to be the core of the movie, yeah. It's it's really what uh, you know. It just doesn't uh, doesn't uh, tickle me at all, sadly. So I don't know if uh, it's something yeah. that you understand anything I'm I'm saying, or do you have a different angle, or something that you just want to want to talk about, or.
0: No, I mean I think ultimately there is there is a.
1: Can you validate there is my feelings? something.
0: Yeah, there is definitely <laughs> something missing in that relationship, as you said. Like why. What I think is telling, and what and, you know, this is again. I think that there's this. The movie I think is is touching on the. It's like our feelings and our actions are at war with one another, often, and I think to a certain extent, the Warren and Hal stuff is the fact that that there's. That the movie kind of ends with you know later in the movie you get Hal watching the home movies of the kids, and he's almost in tears you know which watching these sort of
1: which I don't get at all. <laughs> like if, if, you're be, think, again, if you're gonna be, I think again, a commit sure, to being the jerk.
0: Like you, I, I mean, think just, to me it's it's that it's the it's the feeling, and I, I've struggled with this myself, and maybe this again is why I'm connected with this movie, maybe certainly more than you, is um, is I always want to be better than I am. So even when I am an asshole, I don't in my heart want to be an asshole, but I can look back and go, man, I was an asshole. But I don't necessarily have the or have had in the past some capacity to address the fact that I was an asshole. So instead, I will sit in my emotions quietly and process internally what led me mm-hmm. there yes right so all the all the person knows that i was an asshole to is that phil's an asshole mm-hmm. <laughs> right meanwhile it's three days later and i'm re- trying to reckon with the fact that i was an asshole and i don't want to be and why am i And sure. why do i continue to be Or why have i you know whatever else so i think that those kinds of scenes allow for. And whether they do the job or not, I don't know, right? Like, again, maybe it's because I connect to that type of... or I'm reading into it, maybe, or I'm digging to no. find some meaning in it. You're like you digging. know, So, I, I can't say that it's there, however, or that it's, you know, guaranteed to be there. However, when I see a scene like that, to me, it's, this guy doesn't want to be an asshole, but he is. And Warren sure. sees him as an asshole, and he'll never be able to shake it, because that's who he is. Or at least how... Yeah, he's perceived, and I don't want to be. So when he's watching those movies, there's to me anyway, there's the feeling that says, uh, "I was happy then. We were happy then. Look at how silly we are." You know, he's my take on that image is like he's playing the egg trick on Warren himself, right? So they're, they're used to be playful. They used, they used to have fun in that house. There used to be uh, uh, laughs. What right? But we've now just watched <laughs> a, a weekend. And there is no laughs anymore, right? And we yeah. don't get to know what happens, right? Like that, that, thats the point. I, I think the movie starts late and ends early because it's not the, the movie isn't designed. It's not trying to answer the questions, right? It's not—it's yeah. not trying to solve this family's problems. It's just showing us, as they say, a slice of life. You and I'm know, okay with that. A weekend that. in the life of these people. They had a life before, and they had a life after. Yeah. And and this just happens to be the the the, the seventy-two hours that we get to see them. Sure, sure. And I think that's okay. So it does, you know. So, so the fact that there isn't this sort of reconciling moment, and the whole family kind of comes together at the end and, and sort of sings their their love songs, yeah. I get that that is not the point of this movie. So I don't anticipate it. Now, do I think they could have done more? Absolutely. But I like that there is this quiet, and this again goes to me that feeling like I want War uh, Hal to me. He wants to address you. I think it's in him to address the situation. And part of that is saying, Warren, like, call out for him because he's leaving. He's not going to see him again for maybe three, four, five more years. He's gone, right? Warren, he packs up his bag, he leaves. And Hal hears it, scurries to the window to watch it happen. Like, you know, he's in bed. Like, it's not like he's, you know, he makes a purposeful moment to look out that window at Warren. Mm -hmm. And even goes so far as to say his name. And then as soon as Warren turns around. He has no idea what to do with himself, no idea how to communicate, no like, idea how to talk about his emotions yeah. and hides. And there's like a power that. to me and that image of ending on his eyes, this sort of clearly a broken guy. And Warren seems a little bit more put together. He's back with with Daphne. He, you know, he loves this woman. Something happens. She goes away. He can't really get over her. They have those sort of scenes where they're trying to kind of reconcile the fact that she's loved other people. But he kind of stopped. He doesn't really, you know, he's just like, I never knew how to get over you. And I still don't. Like, it's just you. It's always been you. Mm-hmm. And I love that. I, I, I'm a romantic myself. I kind of respect that. I kind of, you know, there's a part of my life that loves that idea, you know, that, that the, and the reality of it. Where you sort of love somebody and you're teens and 20s and fast forward and, oh, you know, and I never really knew how to process that, you know. Uh, and maybe it's an arrested element and it's childish, but, like, there is a piece of that that says, you know, there's a romantic in that I, I really like it. But mm-hmm. Warren, sorry, Hal does not have that, doesn't know how to mm-hmm. do any of those things and as a result can't communicate, nor can Warren to him. And so what I like about the ending of the movie, and while I do remember it having a more of an emotional punch, and this one feeling a little less so. Mm-hmm. I'd still like the fact that that they're no better. They want to. I think they want to communicate. They just don't know how. And I've yeah. been, in, 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 in for too many years of my life, been that way, where Absolutely. I want to say these things and can't, and can't find the the courage, the strength, mm-hmm. a willing listener. <laughs> you know, at times, uh, uh, you know, I think all of that exists in that, those last images of Sh- of, of Scheider. He looks like. He's broken by that fact. And I like that this family is broken. Those are the things, I, I, as again, we talked about earlier about having a type. That's kind of why this movie, I think I connect to it. Is It, it hits a lot of those those markers. I've seen better dysfunctional family movies for sure. But yeah. I think this one is a good one for what it is.
1: See, the, the only... And I, I just want to say one more thing, Phil, because everything you're saying, I don't disagree. My issue is... Okay. Is because the reason why for me the end is is tainted because I actually love that idea. I don't need them to mm-hmm. reconcile. You mm-hmm. know uh, what bothered me was the second transgression.
0: Gotcha. So there's the obvious nature of it. Like it's so yeah yeah.
1: If you remove even if you just literally just remove that part that scene, which is mm-hmm. just a s- terrible scene in my opinion. I I love the Warren out the window and I can't communicate yeah. i'm okay with it finishing that way well there's no there's no growth and i think that's this movie doesn't have to be all yay at the end we all love each other this is a great family no that's not going to fit that's not going to sell that's not going to work but mm-hmm. what i think what's missing is just a little bit of growth from house character and and yeah and, and that's really i think my my big irk from this movie is really just that one chunk of of that scene uh, of that what I'm calling is what I'm coined as the second transgression because I, just, I don't get it. Like I don't like you, you under you've, you've watched the kid, the kid's movies before. You obviously know you, what you did was wrong, I think, or maybe he doesn't know. I don't know, but it just, sure. it doesn't make sense to me why he goes backwards before trying to make one step, you know, two steps back, one forward. I don't know. Uh, but yeah. really, that's really just, I think it's just my major issue with this film was, was that and I, I keep, hate to really you know, drive it home to what I didn't like about the movie. That's really what it is. There's uh... No, I the,
0: the appreciate it. I mean, it makes sense, right? Again, everybody views it through their own prisms. And as I said before, right, my memory of this movie hit me a lot harder than the reality of this movie.
1: Mm-hmm. So,
0: you know, to sort of sum up my, my, my side of things or my emotional connection to the movie is, I still think it's a well-made movie. I think it's pretty well-written and it's certainly well-acted. Uh, mm-hmm. I think... That again, I have a penchant for movies about dysfunction, uh, mm-hmm. particularly dysfunctional families. I just I can't get enough of them. And I think in part it's because I'm trying to figure out myself throughout them sometimes, mm-hmm. uh, growth, and or see myself in that, or mm-hmm. Cause you want yeah. But it's not entirely growth because it's not as easy. You know, you're you're you, you you know you you saw your issue, let's say, or one of your issues, one many, of the many, I have many, and <laughs> and. Uh, And addressed it, or at least tried to address it, right, and successful enough. And like you said, you know, you look back and go, like, I wouldn't make that mistake again. But that's you and and, and a specific circumstance. But, I mean, I I, I continue to be an asshole even though I don't want to be, right? Like, it's not as easy as just, like, just don't be an asshole tomorrow, right? Like, there are factors that kind of come into a life where uh, I react poorly to it for a variety of reasons and think, well, I in my heart of hearts or, you know, my mind and all the, that's not who I am. That's not who I want to be. That's not who I even was last week, you know, but today I was this asshole and I can't sort of, you know, stop being an asshole sometimes, even though I would love to. Right. And so you'll get there. Yeah. So I don't know that, you know, I think that there is something kind of sad uh, and, and also a little real about 60, 70 years old and still struggling with the same stuff because it's, it's not easy to solve sometimes, you know, I haven't, you know, decade of therapy and you're still struggling on some levels to kind of put it all together right so um i, just I think want to know why this he movie them. does I, touch
1: i just want to know why he hates war yeah
0: no and that, like i said it does sort of again it gives you this flash of 72 hours and i do think that that it it leaves uh it leaves the audience a little disconnected mm-hmm. from what is happening right we come in as i said come in late leave early to this this family and it, it's up to us to put a bunch of that together and I think, you know, that movie, or that can sometimes be a disservice to the movie. And I think in this one it probably is a little bit, right? Where there's too many things to sort of sort out how this relationship and a dynamic hits. That uh, by the end of it, it's sort of, where was I? Who were the, you know, what happened before this movie? What happens after this movie? And I don't know that we get enough answers to kind of fill in those dots later. So, all in all, I think, again, I was slightly disappointed in the movie by, by my recollection. But I liked what what I saw. Uh, I don't think it's going to come off the shelf anytime soon. As I said, there are better movies like uh, Ice Storm. Is, is is again the the best example yeah, I can think same of the moment yeah. of of a similar kind of yeah. world, like you said. So I would probably gravitate to that before this, as I have in the past. Uh, but I'm I'm happy I dug this out. I, I, I'm pleased enough um, uh, to watch it and and. Uh, so yeah, I, I think I'll keep it. But uh, as I say, I might not take it off the shelf very often. Um, as for you, David, what uh, uh, you've already <laughs> summed up a little bit, I would say. But any final thoughts? Uh, and obviously, what have you got uh, for us next week?
1: Uh, well, I'm not. I'm not pleased that you took this off the shelf, Phil. Uh, no, I'm just kidding. Um, I pro- it's not going on my shelf uh, by any means. I'll probably never watch it. Watch it again. I don't mean that in a bad way yeah. uh, obviously i'm very passionate about the either the one of the two things either removing it's just that scene or at least tell me why you hate them i need one or the other i didn't get either so sure. i think yeah. that's yeah. that's really where uh, where i land on this one uh but the movie was filled with some good performances uh so uh that's something uh, <laughs> that is something mm-hmm. But again, I, I like, I like the, the idea. I, I like the world. I like the world. I just don't like a few of the choices that were made within the world. So that's pretty much sums it up for me. I won't uh, drag it on like I did with my intro. So I'll keep the outro sort of short <laughs> this week. Uh, we have tendencies uh, that we're both working on. We realize we have tendencies, Phil, and we'll work on it and we'll grow and we'll try to get better. That's right. And we'll address uh, it. We'll communicate. We'll it. Absolutely. And, uh, for next week, Phil. We're, we're going to bring the audience along for it. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> for better, for worse. Uh, yeah. uh, but for next week, uh, I just started school this week. Uh, I'm back. I'm in college, Phil, for the first time. And uh, for, there's another reason why this movie sort of popped in my head, but it was just a happy coincidence. But we're going to bring old school uh, off the shelf. Oh. uh Mr., Mr. Farrell, Mr. Vaughn, Mr. Wilson uh it's been on my Lovely. shelf for many many years and it's been a while since i've watched it so i thought well, no better time than back to school uh right now so we'll give her a good go
0: next week buddy uh that's amazing i haven't seen them in a very long time looking forward to it folks thanks for listening and uh, of course you can find us on facebook at the off the shelf with phil and dave facebook page and uh like follow subscribe share this hate. podcast and
1: uh or hate like uh how or hate i suppose
0: <laughs> we can talk about it if you want uh or not uh, even if you hate it you can hate listen yes you can hate listen can that's hate okay listen. with us too just communicate <laughs> um, just communicate that's all we ask. just communicate that's the that's the <laughs> takeaway thanks folks and uh we'll uh, talk with you next week
2: indeed